each of you please introduce yourself by stating your name, your stream, and a favorite game. Uh, I guess I'll start first. Uh, hi, my name is Harith bin Mohammed. I'm a tech uh, programmer. Uh, and a favorite game, uh, I would say, would be Soma. My name is Jamie. I am the art lead for this game. And um, my favorite game, well, the near replicant upgrade just got announced. So I guess it's the OG near <laughs> for now, anyway. Well, my name is Tiayong, and I'm a programmer. And my favorite game is Apex Legends. Ape. Yeah. Oh, Apex Legends. All right. Uh, I'm John. I'm the tech lead in the team. I don't particularly say I have a favorite game, but the game I'm recently playing now is Divinity Original Sins 2. Uh, hi, my name is Mirza. I am an artist. And uh, my favorite game, I would have to say, would either have to be Super Smash Brothers or Team Fortress 2, one of those two. Hi, I'm Nicholas. Uh, I'm a programmer. And my favorite game is Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, hi, my name is Salom. Uh, I am artist and my favorite game is GTA. My name is Sharon and I'm a designer and my favorite game is also GTA. Um, hello, my name is Dong Xiaoliang and I'm a designer. My favorite game is War Thunder. Hello, my name is Kiki. I'm an artist and my favorite game is Persona 5. All right. Okay. Thank you, guys. So my first question goes out to the... Uh, did you have like a lead designer for this team? Oh, yes, I am the lead designer. Okay. So to the lead designer, can you please uh, describe your project? Our project is a game about a Paranakan woman who her father tells her to find the truth what happened about to her mother when her father is dying. So she embarks on an adventure to go back to her old Peranakan house to find clues and to reveal the truth what happened to her mother. All right. Thank you. Okay. So to all the designers, was it easier to design um, with more than one designer or did you find it a bit difficult to have to um, collaborate with somebody else? Um, I would say it um, It was a bit of both. It was kind of hard. Sometimes it would be easy, but then with two different people having two different perspectives, it was, it was okay. It wasn't really bad. For me, it was not a problem. And it was more helpful to have more than one designers to see if any one of us overlooks something or when we have different opinions, we just discuss it out with the whole team. All right. So uh, in coming out with the game's overall design, was it a collaborative effort with the entire team or was it just the design site that came up with the idea? It's a collaborative effort with the entire team. Okay, so then my next questions go out to the art side. Um, to the art lead, 
Can you describe the art style that you used for this game? Uh, okay, so the themes we were given for uh, this project were, I mean, a choice of photo manipulation, uh, shapes and patterns, and four hues. Uh, and so uh, I believe that in the, init- in the initial planning stage, we, like, we settled on um, photo manipulation with, a, with the, like, the four hues so that we wouldn't have to wrestle with color so much. And also you can use colors to like convey mood easier and uh, like, you know, mood lighting and all that stuff. And I think, and as an art lead, I thought that would have come across really well if we use photo manipulation to enhance our narrative. So yeah, we mostly stuck to the photo manipulation side of things very much. And our lecturers have commended our use of it in the game. So that is something yeah, to be proud of. <laughs> Well, that's great. Um, was it difficult to work with photo manipulation? Was it difficult? I would say... it. I mean, it definitely saves time from like drawing it out from scratch. But it's a different set of challenges because then you would have... like So you are encouraged to use your... like to, to base your assets off like photos only. <laughs> So that makes it like very difficult to say like if you can't find a specific photo of an object or let's say the angle doesn't fit or like if you need to uh, superimpose like a ton of photos together, would it look weird? How much of it would you need to paint over and stuff like that? I would say it is a different set of challenges, but um, I guess it depends on the artist. Personally, for me, I would say that uh, I learned to work with the challenges that was given to me. And I think I quite... Uh, I ended up quite liking uh, doing photo manipulation for our game. Yeah, I, I would say it's a, it's a it gives you a different perspective, based, like uh, compared ah, yeah. to drawing from scratch, mm. because uh, the the form is already there. It's just you have to change it. Yeah, and or perhaps I make it like make it to suit the scene if it's like from different photos and all that stuff. It's very it's a different workflow, is that what I'd say? But yeah, like I would I would compare it more to sculpting than to painting, because like you you're, you already have like like uh, uh, something to work with. Were there any um, techniques from photo manipulation that you think you'll be taking with you the next time you work on a project? Well, okay. what we learned with this art style, it would definitely be useful for texture work. Ah, yes. That is te- yeah, 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 yeah. I would agree with that. Um, yeah, lots of texture. I think um, going forward, uh, I mean, obviously, it would have to depend on the art style you work with in the future as well. But if it were like for a more, like, let's say if you work on like some triple-A stuff and hyper-realism stuff and whatever. I think definitely the, uh, all, like a lot of the techniques we learned here would come in handy for the future. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll settle on that. Okay. Then finally, to all the artists, is there a specific art style that you would like to emulate in the future? Anything caught your eye recently with um, a show or a game that you think that you would like to try your hand at for a upcoming project? Um, a specific art style I would like to revisit hmm, would be, I guess, like those like uh, 
like uh, I, I don't know how to say like th- that that 90s that that old 90s game like called Night Trap like they use like they use like yeah. Real, oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> they use like real recording of actors and stuff like that so you want to do like an FMV kind yeah. of thing in the future yes yes yeah I think that'd be interesting okay. to revisit especially with like the technology we have and see like oh how do we make this like really um primitive looking sort of like art style look like adapt it into a modern setting. Like, I think that'd be interesting to see. It would be, it would be. All right, who's next? Uh, me. My number one muse when it comes to art styles has always been uh, the work done at Kyoto Animation in uh, like the anime that they produce, especially I believe Violet Evergarden, which is one of their more recent projects. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I I really like the art style used in that show because I think it, every every frame of it genuinely looks like a painting and it's just so expressive. Is there um, a specific part of the art style that really draws you to it? Like maybe the color palette that they uh, use yeah, or that, how they the convey palette. the emotions? Yeah, definitely. It's the, mostly the color palette. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, specifically, I believe it's the way they draw eyes, which is... The the way they draw eyes, it's it's like it kind of carries over to like everything they do. It's sort of their staple. They they know how to like add like this like realistic sort of not really realistic, more more of an idealized uh, reflective look to it that I think makes you makes the character designs resonate with you more. Okay, that's really cool. Wow, I can. The art style I will go for is a uh, low poly art style, like Estonia game. Oh, okay. Uh, mostly because of the uh, it looks simple, but it looks beautiful. I don't have a particular art style that I like. Anything that looks nice is good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a yeah. valid answer too. All right, thank you. Okay. okay, thank you. So my next questions are for the texts. Um, to all of the texts in this group, um, was it difficult to program this project? Well, technical-wise, I will not say it's too difficult. It, it is a learning experience. We have learned things. I won't say it's too difficult until we have to like crunch every day and then scratch our heads thinking, what, what are we going to do with this? I'd say it's a learning experience mostly on how we schedule our time to f- implement different mechanics and also to tackle different problems because one of my biggest experiences here learning is that debugging takes way longer than we expect almost as always and yeah that could have been better scheduled I mean yeah basically what you said and also like uh, I guess what we all learn uh, in this GPS uh, for the programmers is how to uh, code in a group, I guess. Since like, uh, at least for me, I've never uh, worked on well, coding stuff with other people before, like having to schedule different uh, mechanics to different programmers and then trying to merge them together and get all these uh, different parts like to fit and work together. Uh, I'll say that's a uh, learning experience, at least for me, for 
uh, this GPS project? Uh, a bit, I guess. I'm not as experienced as the other programmers on my team. Uh, but uh, after a while, I kind of get it now, uh, sort of. It took me a while to uh, get the logic in, you know. Uh, for me, is it hard to code? Um, it's actually not that hard. I I wish it was harder, cause uh, I thought that GPS would be like a simulation of how the actual studios in the industry work. So I thought things would be even more hardcore and like harsh. So means that we really have to plan and prototype and iterate over and over again to make sure down the line uh, things won't go very wrong and come and bite us. So it's not really that hard for me. Uh. It's also hard uh, because everything is hard at the first, but as it goes on and more cooperation between the team, it's easier. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, then my next couple of questions are for the entire team. Um, can you tell me what was your favorite part of development? Favorite part? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, when I did uh, either GPS 1 or GPS 2, I had a, a, a groupmate who said that his favorite part of development was when it was over. So, <laughs> yeah, like, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, uh, I kind of really disliked it as it was happening, but now that, like, it, we've gotten it, like, far off the ground since then, I kind of look back at it like, oh, yeah, we were there before. Uh, I was, that was uh, the initial brainstorming section, sessions we would have in like the meeting room in the library, stretching out all the way until 8 p.m., just talking about like what should be in the game, what shouldn't be in the game, how should it start, how should it end, stuff like that. I sleep. It's <laughs> like it was like incredibly tiring at the time, but like again, when I look back at it, I, I'm just like, man, we've come a long way. Yeah, uh, I mean, if I may, if I may go second, I mean, uh, I'm inclined to agree with like Mirza, like if I may build up on that a little bit. Uh, I think the most, what my, what's, I mean, uh, I think, I believe the most rewarding parts of GPS were like, uh, I mean, even though it was the hardest, like uh, when we were having our feedback session with um, the lecturers, uh, I specifically said like, oh, wow, pre-production was such a volatile stage. I wanted to cry so many things like, uh, you know, so uncertain, you know, but at the same time, like, uh, I think that sort of, uh, that, that stage where we were allowed to sort of speculate what our game could have become and like what we wanted to do. And like, that was the, that was really like the height of our, like, I guess, I mean, I don't want to speak for anyone, but I mean, it would be the height of like 
at least my enthusiasm for the project because like, oh, it was so exciting thinking like how the game uh, would branch out and like uh, even the uncertainty would help us. Like, oh, you know, we can figure this out as we go, but I'm really excited to see like where this will take us. And then you start on production and then it's just like, oh, okay, we've already planned out the thing. It's just time to do the thing. So it's like, it's not really exciting as much as like just watching it come together. So I would say that is my answer. As for, yeah, as for everyone else. Well, my favorite part of GPS, I would say, was pre-production where people actually came together, where people were actually, the uh, team was enthusiastic, enthusiastic in making the game. But later on, as work goes on, people kind of like get overburdened with work, overburdened with a lot of holes we have in the game. And just kind of, the passion just kind of died out there. And everyone was just kind of demotivated. It's fine. It's actually really normal. But I would say the favorite part of it was actually brainstorming the game. It was tiring as hell. Yes. But it was a section where everyone could be creative together. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> it was over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember one of the parts where uh, we were coding photo puzzle and <laughs> apparently our protagonist decided to be Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Take solace in the small things. Take solace in the small pleasures of life. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It was funny, but uh, I don't think that's my favorite part. I think my favorite part was when uh, looking at people grow, looking at the people around me grow, like. Oh. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's so sweet. It doesn't matter uh, grow in terms of which aspect, like maybe programming skills or art skills, design skills or character growth. But yeah, it was uh, good to see people grow because, you know, if the people around you grow, you will grow yourself as well. Yeah. That's my favorite part. Lah. That's a very nice answer. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the atmosphere that this group had. Because like, uh, while there was still some friction, everyone was very supportive of each other. If someone was lagging behind, everyone in the room would just be like, hey, do you need some time? Do you, do you want to talk about your problems? And that kind of just made me want to keep working even when I was like dead tired and out of ideas. Uh, because our game revolves around like a Peranakan house, right? Like, I don't know. It was like, I, I don't know if we missed any resources, but like, it, I, I don't know. We did not get it right the first time. <laughs> so like when we went, when we finally went to Malacca, like together with the other team, I don't know if they mentioned this. Like, uh, yeah, like uh, I believe they proposed it first. And uh, yeah, then we were like, oh my God, that's a good idea. Let's, we should do that too. So we went I together the same day. Home. Yeah. <laughs> and like we went to visit, uh, I believe, two separate uh, man like mansions that is literally like, like yeah, Paranaka mansions. And we went and we really went in there and we were like, oh yeah, number one. Wow, this is beautiful. Number two, like as in speaking as an art uh, artist, wow, we really 
messed up. <laughs> so like we basically needed to uh, revamp like on the art side at least like the whole map of the, the the game because like oh no this is not accurate like none of us none of us in this group are Pranakan and like if someone Pranakan played this game they'd probably get mad at us <laughs> so like yeah but that was definitely one of the highlights we we did enjoy the trip there it was fun okay now I have to ask a really loaded question what was the hardest part of development hardest part, hardest part of development most of us could agree that like at the beginning of the project we were a bit lost on what to do uh because one of the mistakes our whole our team did is like we didn't solidify the foundation of the game first for everything else and we quickly uh started on like the details and work basically we started working on to move on to production too early and we should have spent more time on pre-production and research and solidify our narrative before everything else. Yeah, I think we should yeah. like specifically mention the the difficulties we faced in like the story. But um how to say like yeah um we did not um solidify our narrative like early and that was due to like you know like uh yeah as like Harry said we like uh, focus on a lot of the minute details and we move forward but yeah that really like uh did not work out well for us because like the more we tried to do that like uh how to say eat like while we were doing other stuff it became quite hard because then like you know your priorities sort of shift and you don't really know what rounds you are on when you're deciding like uh where to move forward with the story because you're thinking like way too early about like, oh uh, but we already have this like decided on early. What about like how this asset will affect this asset, uh, or like oh how well, like how will this mechanic affect this and like uh, yeah stuff like that and uh, uh, how to say and yeah our game is a point and click adventure game. So I mean while like let's say if we were making another game, you could cruise on along like you know without any like uh, solid plot. It's really easy to do that, but you know. In a game like this, if you don't have a plot, you literally have no reason to exist. Like the game has no reason to exist. So that was one of the hardest parts, I'd say. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like after this whole thing, I think I finally understand why writers get paid so much. <laughs> Do they though? I mean, like, ask me, Fisher. Sure. Yeah. But like, it's yeah. like, like I, I write as a hobby as well, and I would like to say that like one of the hardest things I found on the project is also one of the hardest things I find about my hobby. And that's, it's hard to justify certain details because like the canvas is so large. You can write like a beginning and an end, but if you don't like flush out the middle in a way that makes people care, that it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's you're really going to struggle. Uh, hardest part of the development. Okay, uh, when was I nominated a producer again? <laughs> uh, week four or five, I think. I do not think it was that early. Oh. Uh, it was quite late, I think. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, distinctly it was, remember it, it being like big. halfway through development by then. I think, uh, were, like, we didn't set a system or a process of how we 
communicate between uh, three disciplines. So when we, I think when we were in the meeting room, uh, like everyone, like if anyone has any idea, they just throw it out and everyone just follow up with it. And then we just went along with it. Like uh, what you guys said just now was that the narrative of the story wasn't very concretely set from the start as in the core of it. Yeah. And it was, uh, it's, it's like a, everyone's uh, story inside. I think that gave us the hard like pain process throughout the development because I think everyone doesn't have a concrete uh, idea of which direction we are going. Everyone's uh, direction in their head might have been different from the rest. So when things were being done or work was being done, everyone kind sometimes would do it differently and be like, hey, I thought it's like this or something like that. Okay. Uh, the hardest part of the project, uh, first of all, was me, you know, trying to understand the whole Peranakan culture and how it goes. Uh, as a person who's not from Malaysia, it was it was kind of hard from the start. But then, you know, as you know, as we kept on, you know, doing this project, I got to understand a bit more about Peranakan culture, and also to add on to that, uh, the narrative, as most people have mentioned, like that was like one of the hardest parts of these projects. Like, uh, whatever we were writing as a team, if it makes sense, if it makes sense, mechanics and how it's gonna help and if the artist can do it, if the tech team can also do it in terms of implementing stuff in the game. And yeah, I think that was one of the hardest part of this project. And also trying to fix problems as we go, like when a problem arises, we had to fix it and you know find a way to solve it. So yeah, that was the hardest part of this project. Again, uh... One of the most uh, hardest parts of the development of the game is first when we are lost in how to continue the story at before week seven. So we, we are kind of lost there and don't know how to progress the story. And we have trouble deciding on how do we need to put in content for that story so we went for a consultation and stuff and then after that is the choices that we need to make to the story and like what line should we use what narrative should we use how should we develop the character in the story so these are kind of the hardest one for me kind of the hardest part of the development of this game okay so then, uh, do you guys have any uh, final words, closing statements to the uh, listeners out there before we wrap this up? Um, thanks for listening. <laughs> I would say that um, don't be intimidated by GPS too much. Like, I mean, don't get blinded 
by whatever people say about it. Because honestly, the experience is unique, as in like by a team, you know? So for, for my a few last words, <laughs> last words. Um, wow. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. Um, for me, GPS is okay to, it's okay to do mistakes and anything is a platform for you to learn. So don't be afraid. For juniors who hasn't touched any GPS thing, don't be afraid. It's okay to fail in GPS because you're there to learn. Uh, as for me, I would just like to paraphrase uh, something that one of our lecturers told us in our final GPS uh, session, which is uh, to live in the present. Oof. As in like, uh, don't look too far ahead into what you want to do for your project in GPS because when you look at like how vast your project will eventually become, it's going to make you freeze in place like a deer in headlights. It's, it's better to take projects, especially big projects, like the ones you'll be doing in GPS, like one day at a time. It's okay to not get work done one day. It's okay to do one day. It's just all that matters is the end result which is not for like another, I don't know, 12 weeks at the very start of it. Uh, final words. Uh, for juniors, okay. For juniors, I suggest you guys touch. I mean, actually try to do a solo game project yourself in Unity so that you at least have the experience of uh, messing around in Unity. But start with the basics. Uh. Don't do like advanced stuff. Uh, also, when you're coming into GPS, have a clear mindset. Don't be uh, influenced by what other people say about GPS. Because I know a lot of people say like, Oh, GPS is really hard. Oh, it's going to kill you. Wow, that's not true at all. <laughs> uh, I think most of the time it's just your mentality and how you look at it. So if you have a positive mentality, I'm sure you can pull through. Okay, uh, for juniors, uh, be confident in your skills. Be confident in yourself. And in the end, it is a team project. And to my future employers, just check out my portfolio. It will explain itself. Yeah. Wow, so smooth. Wow, I mean, that's how, that's how you have to kind of show it, right? It's not like... I mean, that's true. Yeah. But also, like, that was very smooth. <laughs> yeah. Um, my last word to the juniors is also to be confident. In the end of the day, it's, uh, it's a learning process. We all get to learn something. Though, sometimes we think we're not so good enough to think. You might never know that what you're saying is actually good enough and for the lecturers we just want to say thank you for your support for helping us since week one until now i mean they've really been yeah that's what i have to say all right then so um thank you everybody for coming to this interview that wraps it up then <laughs>